Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, everybody. We are joined today by Barbara Kazam on today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. And in 2021, Barbara achieved the Certified Patient Experience Professional designation. And I want to talk to her a little bit about that. This certification is awarded by the Patient Experience Institute, PXI, and it signifies that the recipient possesses the qualities of a leader who influences the systems, processes, and behaviors that cultivate consistently positive experiences for patients. Um, And of course, you know, that's something we care deeply about on this podcast. So I wanted to have Barbara join us, tell us a little bit about that certification process, what she got from it, what went into it, and also tell us um, about, you know, her professional background and what she's all about. So Barbara, I'll turn the floor over to you. Just start us off by telling us a little bit about you and um, your professional background. Okay, Casey. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. My story is, it's not a straight line. (laughs) Like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in uh, in grammar school and I didn't say, oh my gosh, I really want to help patients have a great experience. Like I didn't have that. So uh, I'll try to make this brief, but it'll be long. Good. Okay. So out of college, I actually graduated with a degree in chemistry of all things. Yeah. Uh, I actually worked as a chemist for 10 years until I realized I don't like it. But what I realized in my job that what I liked doing was training people. So in my job, I would train people on equipment, but it was only about 10% of my job. So I quit without having any future jobs. Don't do that, Casey, or listeners, by the way, please. So then I'm like, what what should I do? What should I do? So then I joined on with a seminar company called Skill Path Seminars. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's a public seminar company. So for 10 years, I worked as a seminar leader. So I traveled all around the world. I developed platform skills. But one of the topics I was most passionate about was customer service. I've always been a freak about customer service. Like, I mean, look at my my motto, right? Blow their mind, just be kind. My parents always said, Barbara, kill them with kindness. So that's kind of always been my theme. Well, 10 years after being a seminar leader, I realized... I don't like that either. So I quit. There's a theme here. Do you get that? So then I'm like, what should I do next? So then I went out on my own, started my own company. I immediately hooked up just randomly, like at a networking event with a healthcare consulting company. So that's how I got into healthcare. And I've been passionate about patient experience, aka customer service ever since. But to be honest, My mom, my entire life, my mom was in and out of doctor's offices and hospitals and surgeries. So I've always had an interest in healthcare. Now I'm doing it from the patient perspective. I'm a professional patient, uh, mystery patient. You know, I go in and pretend like I'm a patient. So I help organizations from the patient's viewpoint. So that's how I really got into patient experience, training, and all that sorts of stuff. And I love it. Yay. 
That is great. I think our listeners can gain a lot, hopefully, from this conversation with you and all that you've learned from your experience mystery shopping, quote unquote. Um, So in your opinion, why is it important for healthcare professionals to focus on the patient experience? And how does this CPXP, you know, the Certified Patient Experience Professional designation, um, you know, why is that improving, helping improve care? Tell us about that. Patient experience is it, right? When patients have a phenomenal experience, when patients like and trust their healthcare providers, all good things happen because what? They follow the treatment plan, which means they get better. They stay out of the emergency department, which is what we want, right? They they fill out surveys positively, which means providers get more money back, right? Um, they're nicer to employees. That means employees have a good day. They, uh, I mean, all good things come from the patient experience. And what, why I'm so passionate about it is that it doesn't take a lot of time to be nice to someone, to be present with them. I mean, a lot of, a lot of my clients think, oh, I need the, the latest technology. You know, I need all this software. Well, yeah, that helps. But how about if we, communicate wait times we explain wait times or or let patients know when they get their lab results if we simply do the soft skills we can improve the long term outcomes of patients but the, the the designation the cpxp designation what i like about it is that it forces me to continually update my skills so i'm always learning i'm always trying to get make sure i'm present and i'm current with my knowledge And it also expands the range of information. You know, like it's not just about smiling, right? Like that's nice. Uh Uh-oh, but we also need processes. We need leaders. We need to be diverse. So it kind of has expanded all areas of my uh, knowledge base. So that's what I like. That's really interesting. And I'm curious about some of the key challenges you've faced during this certification process. Um, You know, was it tough to get through it? And also tell us about keeping up the certification. Like you just mentioned, is there a lot that goes into that? It seems like it's well worth it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, the challenges for me, mainly because I'm more uh, away from school, but like I haven't been to school. Like I haven't really taken a class in a while. So I'm used to like in college, we had a textbook, like a book, you know, like a physical book and like, oh, let's go chapter one. And then we take a test. Well, this thing, there's no book. It's like, okay, this is the topic we're covering. Okay, go do research. Uh, So that was a a big challenge for me is that I, I, it was a little harder for me to I mean, they gave you, and I took like the study course and like I had, uh, they have a, a class you can take that guides you. So I took that, thank goodness. But just getting the, doing the research, that was a little bit of a challenge for me. So every three years it needs to be, you need to, you know, so you have to have certain classes or whatever, but like I do a lot of patient experience training. So that counts toward my renewal. And then I just set a time each month to watch some webinars. They have specific certification webinars that you can watch. But I enjoy doing that because it helps me continue my knowledge base. So I just set a time each month to watch a webinar. It's not not very hard to maintain it. 
So is there any skills and knowledge that you gained through training for this certi- certification program that you use regularly? And, you know, is there anything that our listeners can kind of gain from that knowledge? Well, I think it's going to depend on the individual because there's, okay, now I can't even remember. There's either five or six, what they call domains. And some of them were pretty easy for me, like the patient experience part and like and leadership, the leadership part, those were easy for me. The harder sections were more like the workflows, but it was cool learning this, you know, like learning about like what's a, a correct workflow or like how do you, how are you more diverse? How do you deal with the equity, the inclusion piece? So that was a little bit difficult for me, but totally interesting. And I, you know, something that I really needed to learn. So I think it just depends on the individual. Oh, and then the statistics part, like they had all these, like, but that I I liked, although I didn't do that well in college in statistics, but I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part. They, you know, it, it made sense to me now, I guess, you know, age helps perhaps. And tell us about your experience being a mystery shopper in patient care. How does that work? And what have you learned from doing that? Oh, I learned so much from being a a mystery patient. Um, So I just start, I do the visit and I mainly do the outpatient setting. So I do everything from researching a doctor, like I'll pretend like, oh, I'm looking for a doctor in, for example, San Diego, California. So I'll Google. I start with like the Google search. Oh, I want a a primary care doctor in San Diego. And then I look at the results and I see where does my client, whoever they are, fall in the lineup, right? The, The search. Then I read the reviews. Right. That's what customers do. They read the reviews of the doctor, the practice, whatever. And then I go to the website and I see, oh, is this is it easy to find the phone? I can't even find the phone number. Where's the phone? Like I want to call to make an appointment. I can't even on the like how easy is. So I look at each touch point from the very first one. And then I go to the visit. I look at the parking lot. How, how hard is parking? Is there garbage on the floor walking in? How clean is the bathroom? So I look at every single touch point from the first through the end. Even like, like for example, something simple. This happens a lot. I'm in the exam room. The provider leaves. What do I do? Like, Do I get dressed? Do I leave? Do I make an appointment? Do I crawl down the back stairwell? But there's like gaps along the way. Like, and then I walk out. Well, and I have nothing in my hand. I'm a patient and they told me I need to get labs and blah, blah, blah. But nothing is, there's no summary. So I leave and I do nothing. 58% of patients, by the way, do nothing after they leave an appointment. So I just look at every single touch point and then I let people know how they do. And then from that, we can kind of figure out strategies on how to fix some of them. Really practical advice there. Um, We've been talking to Barbara Kazam. She is joining us today on the Healthcare Experience Matters show. And, you know, I'm just going to ask if there's any other things you wanted to touch on before we wrap it up here. Any other final thoughts for our listeners? And also tell us about where listeners can find you to learn more. Like my motto really kind of says it all. Like if you're a practice owner, for example, it's all about leading by example. When we treat employees well, employees treat patients well. It's all about like 
being kind and respectful, whether it's a patient, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a coworker. I mean, everyone, can, can you imagine if we were all just a little bit more patient with each other and like well, the patients are difficult, right? It makes sense. They're sick. They're not feeling well. But if, if we could just give each other a little bit of, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of love, a little bit of understanding, we can turn around most difficult people, whether they're coworkers or, or they're patients. And where can you find me? I'm on the internet. So just barbarakazam.com. You'll, you'll find me and uh, follow me. I look forward to dealing with you soon. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll make sure to put a link to your website in the description of our podcast today. Awesome. And for people that are listening, her motto is blow their mind, just be kind. That's what it says um, on the video feed of our show today. Barbara Kazam, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome. Thanks, Casey. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.